us, I think we are close to, if not over a hundred different accounts being synced inside Simplify. I mean, at this point, I think we must be in the top 1% of Simplify power users just based on how many accounts we have. But I think most churners will just naturally end up being in that top 1% over time. Welcome to episode 36 of The Daily Churn. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different. It's going to be more of a focus on the personal finance side of churning, which I think is a pretty relevant topic for most of us, given how many accounts we open every week and every month. And so keeping tabs on all of these things moving around all of the time almost feels like a full-time job sometimes, but there are tools that make it a lot easier. And Simplify is one of those really great tools that I'm happy to have discovered as a churner. But I mean, in general, I think Simplify is good for anyone who's looking to have a better understanding of where their money is and what it's doing. But particularly for churning, it's come in really handy because it really has helped us with a lot of these things that are crucial when it comes to churning, like keeping track of your minimum spends and making sure your cards are paid on time and then just allocating funds between different cash and investment buckets so that you can meet new bonuses. Simplify has been really helpful for us. And then just in practical terms, how we actually go about using it. Like what do we do when we open a new card? or a new bank, or a new brokerage? Like, how do we go about keeping all of that stuff organized inside Simplify? So yeah, hopefully this is a pretty useful episode, especially if you're using just Google Sheets or Excel or one of the competitor apps like Mint to track your money and your accounts and how things move. I think Simplify could be a great companion or even replacement for some of those tools. And if you're not tracking anything right now, I think Simplify is a great place to start. So we'll cover all of those things shortly. But before we get into it, just a quick reminder that all of the things that we cover today in the podcast will be in the show notes, which you can find on the dailychurnpodcast.com. And if you're subscribed to the newsletter, you should have received that in your inbox already. It's totally free to join. And you'll also get access to the live churn tracker on the website, which shows all of the things that I'm currently churning as I'm churning them, along with data points and notes, as well as comments from other churners who have questions or data points to share about some of the accounts that I'm currently churning. So definitely check that out when you get a chance. But for now, let's get back into Simplify. So the way Simplify works is you create your account with Simplify and then you add your accounts from other institutions like banks and credit cards and brokerages. And once you add those accounts in, you can name them however you want and they'll show up in various groups like your cash group or your investment group or your credit cards group. And you'll be able to see the tally across all of your accounts broken down by these groups, but also just as one big final number, which is essentially your net worth. So that's pretty useful to see just from a personal finance standpoint, you know, to know your financial health at any time without having to manually add everything up. But you're also able to see all of your transactions across all of these accounts in one place. You can just say, view all transactions, and you'll see it aggregated across all of your accounts. Then if you want to get fancy, you can then tag and categorize these transactions as utilities or groceries, etc., and what that does is then you'll be able to set things like spending goals or run monthly reports to see, hey, I spent $5,000 last month. What did I spend it on? And then for next month, I want to set a goal that I don't spend more than $1,000 at restaurants, for example. 
So it really is a very full featured app and it can go as deep as you want it to go. So if you want to go and set spending goals and monthly reports, you can, or you can just use it as like a summary dashboard to monitor and track your money. So I'm sure to a lot of you who have used things like Mint, this sounds very similar. And Mint is, I think, one of their closest competitors or at least the closest comparison. But Simplify is just a lot better than Mint. We used to use Mint for many years and we switched to Simplify when it came out, I think, two or three years ago. And so the main difference is, is that Mint is free. So there are a lot of ads on Mint and Mint often felt like it was a little buggy at times, but also it had less customization options because ultimately Mint is free because their goal is to sell you on credit cards, right? They want you to sign up for new credit cards or new financial products, and that's how they make their money. So while the UI is quite nice to look at, their incentive to make it as full featured as Simplify is pretty low. Where Simplify, there are no ads because it's a paid product. It costs $3 a month to use, so $36 a year which I really think is a fantastic value for the amount of use we get out of it. It has a pretty nice Mint-like interface and UI, and there's native apps on the iPhone and Android. And so it really is just a better Mint. And for $3, I think it is very much worth the price. The other popular app that comes up a lot when people talk about Mint or Simplify or just managing your finances or tracking your accounts and stuff is YNAB short for you need a budget. We tried you need a budget briefly. It was an interesting experience because the UI is a bit outdated. It's kind of old school and not as nice as Mint and Simplify. But the main issue we had with it was that it was kind of just too hardcore for us from a a budgeting standpoint and also kind of expensive. So price-wise, it's $15 a month or you can pay them $100 for a year. So that's three to five times more expensive than Simplify, depending on how you end up paying or you need a budget. But outside of the pricing thing, the main drawback for us was that it uses a zero-based budgeting technique, which essentially what that means is that every dollar is accounted for. Like their tagline for you need a budget is give every dollar a job. And what they mean by that is that you essentially create envelopes of cash that you allocate throughout the month. So very much it's just a mirror of how some people budget physically in real life, where at the beginning of the month, you say I have $5,000 and you'll put it into separate envelopes. And each envelope is labeled utilities or gas or restaurant or fun. And you spend down those envelopes. And if one of your envelopes runs out during the month, well, you just stop doing the thing that's labeled on the envelope. So it's an interesting way to approach budgeting because if you're someone who's really struggling with random spending or if money really is super tight, like you know you're only getting that $5,000 in a month and it needs to pay for everything in your life, then the you need a budget approach is maybe the rehab that you need to fix your budgeting issues. But it's kind of tough to use it as an app if you're a churner, because as a churner, money sometimes just goes towards random things like annual fees for a credit card, or sometimes you need to prepay for a year of internet or trash just to hit a minimum spend that you're working on. And money, sometimes you move to hit different spend bonuses. And so with all of these weird money movements happening, we couldn't quite figure out how to make it all work within this envelope budgeting system that was super strict because we need liquid pools of funds that we move around to get signup bonuses. 
So from a churner perspective, I think you need a budget is kind of overkill and can be pretty hard to use if you're using a lot of your accounts for churning. And I know the you need a budget fans are pretty hardcore about how much they love you need a budget. And I, I tend to agree, you know, if budgeting is your main issue, I think you need a budget could be that solution for you. But in the context of churning, for us, Simplify just worked a lot better because it's a lot more flexible. And then for actual budgeting, my P2 just keeps her own budget in Google Sheets. You know, we actually pull data from Simplify to help populate the Google Sheet each month to help us track like how we're doing and adjust for the next month if we need to. And for us, we have enough of a buffer where being over budget sometimes is okay as long as we adjust for it in the future. Finally, the other competitor worth mentioning, I think, is personal capital. And I've heard a lot of blogs promote personal capital. And I wonder if it's because they give like a kickback or an affiliate thing if people sign up using their personal capital link. But both P2 and I tried personal capital briefly when Rakuten was offering, I think it was $50 or $100 just for signing up and linking one of your accounts. It seemed fine when we were using it, but it's more focused on investments because the way personal capital makes money is from their wealth advisory practice that charges fees, as well as I think their robo-advisor also charges some fees. And so their goal is to get you to use personal capital so that they could then sell you on their wealth advisory and their robo-advisors and those kind of services. So just I think general rule of thumb is just be wary of any free services like Mint and personal capital because their app is free because it's a lead generator for their other paid services. In the case of Mint, it's credit cards and financial products. And in the case of personal capital, it's wealth advisory. And so their main goal isn't to make a full featured app that really helps you view and visualize and manage and track your money movement, which is what Simplify does. So really, I think that transitions well into the next topic, which is why we love Simplify and the things that it's helped us with when it comes to churning. One of the really nice things about having all of your accounts linked and being able to view all of the transactions in one go is that it becomes really easy to see when an annual fee gets charged. Because I have a credit card tracking sheet that I use to tell me when I opened the card and when to cancel the card. And I think I shared that credit card tracking sheet in, let's see, episode 15, if you want to just use that as your template. And that's useful for managing that side of the credit card churning process. But being able to see all the transactions in one place at any time is how you actually see the exact dates that the annual fee gets charged because they don't usually actually charge the annual fee on the exact date that you open the card. Sometimes they wait till your statement closes or they wait for the beginning of a month. It really varies by the credit card issuer. So being able to see the actual date then gives you the exact date that you need to cancel the card by. So most times you just add 30 days to when the fee is actually charged. And this is particularly useful for accounts that you don't use often, which is probably most of the credit cards that you open, which is you open them, hit the spend within three months, and then it goes into the sock drawer until you need a cancel or ask for a retention offer. And so if you're not monitoring those accounts or you're not keeping close track on your spreadsheet, this is a good fail safe where you know when these fees hit so that you can cancel them. And this has happened to me quite a few times where I've just totally forgotten about a card until I see the fee. And usually it's my P2 that sees it first in Simplify. And she'll ask me like, hey, do you need to cancel the card to get the fee refunded? And at least a few times, I've just completely forgotten about that card for some reason. And we would have paid the fee 
if it hadn't shown up on Simplify. So having it around is a really nice backup option. And then on top of that, it just is really easy then to see how much spend you've been putting on the credit cards, which is particularly helpful when you're doing multiple spends across multiple cards and maybe across multiple players at the same time. Because for us, both P2 and I, we share one Simplify account. So all of our accounts are on there and we're able to track all of the things in one go. Probably not the best idea if you're not married or if you have like a secret gambling or porn habit that you don't want the other person to see. But in our case, our finances are are very well integrated, especially because I do a lot of churning things for her. And so, yeah, being able to see all of the transactions and the totals across credit cards in one place, super helpful. Then on top of that, having everything in one place, not just our credit cards, but also our bank accounts, it becomes really easy to just see if you have enough funds to cover all of your credit card payments. Because for me, I hate keeping cash in accounts that earn 0%, which sadly is most of our foundational accounts. Like all of our cards are paid from our main Chase personal or our Chase business account, which doesn't earn interest. I tend to keep the bare minimum in that account where there's just enough money to cover the upcoming payments to the cards. Because with all my credit cards, I also tend to update all of the bill due dates to be on the same day each month, usually just the end of the month, like the 28th. And so mid-month each month, I'll make sure I've transferred enough money from my various high interest accounts into that Chase account to then cover all of the card payments that are coming due at the end of the month. So, of course, uh, an alternate solution to that could just be that you have your cards being paid out from your main account and your main account actually earns high interest. But just with the, the constant changing landscape of which accounts have the best interest, I don't want to go in and update 20 different credit cards to a different bank account every month. It's easier just to have one central account. And Chase is our preferred one because A, we're opening a lot of business cards through Chase. And so those just naturally get tied to your Chase business checking account. But B, Chase, I think, out of all of the big banks, has the nicest interface and the best funds transfer limits and just general ease of use. And so that's why Chase is our preferred account. But outside of banks and credit cards, we also add all of our brokerages into Simplify so that we can see all of those balances in one place. And Simplify supports like 401ks, Roth and traditional IRAs, HSAs, taxable brokerages, all of those things we've added in. And it's just nice, honestly, to be able to keep an eye on our investments and how the market is affecting them, which is very necessary for us because we are doing the FIRE, the financial independence retire early thing. It also saves us a lot of time each month when we rebalance our investments because we follow a thing called GlidePath, which I think was popularized by Big Earn from EarlyRetirementNow.com, where you rebalance your stock, bond, gold, cash ratio each month based on how the market is performing. And yeah, maybe if folks are interested in the future, I can do a a fire glide path episode to kind of explain it in more detail. But I went into it a little bit in the interview I did for Risk of Ruin. I think that was episode, let's see here, episode 20, the bonus episode, um, where I kind of delved a little more into the, the fire process. But yeah, it just makes that a lot easier not having to log into 10 different brokerage accounts each month to tally and adjust things when I can just look on Simplify and see the tally across all of them really easily. So having all of those features in one place makes it just a lot easier for us to manage our finances, particularly because we are churning on top of doing the fire thing. 
And so in terms of just like practical usage, the way we generally go about it is every time that I open a new credit card, which is quite often, you know, at least once or twice a month, I will go in and add that new credit card because you keep that credit card for at least a year. And so the effort to add in a credit card is justified by the fact you're going to be able to see it now for the whole year. And this then helps you eyeball things like your minimum spend progress without having to really even look at a spreadsheet or log into your random US bank or city account that you use basically once or twice a year. And so by checking Simplify, I'll know when any of these annual fees hit and I know then it's time to call in and cancel. And right now I have probably 30 or 40, maybe closer to 50 because I have both P1 and P2's credit card accounts tracked inside Simplify. And the nice thing with Simplify is that when you do close one of those accounts, you can then mark it as closed. So you know which ones are closed and which ones are currently open. Then we also added in our main bank accounts, so our Chase personal accounts, our Chase business accounts, and then our Ally account, which is another one of our foundational accounts that we use to do a lot of the money movement because Ally, like Chase, is also very flexible and has really good transfer limits and is pretty easy to use to schedule automated transfers in and out of other accounts. So all of that good stuff makes it one of our main accounts. And so we make sure that those are in Simplify as well. But when it comes to all of the miscellaneous accounts that we're churning in any given month, I tend to not add them into Simplify just because oftentimes if they're like a small credit union, they don't have the integration to automatically add into Simplify. So you'd have to add it in manually. It's just a lot easier for me to add one single miscellaneous account that acts as a, a bucket that is the tally of all of these other little miscellaneous accounts. So I'll be like, Juno, $10,000. Current $6,000, Chime $2,000. And the total of that becomes what I put into Simplify in the miscellaneous bucket. Of course, the alternate method to this is that you could actually add each new bank account into Simplify as you open them. The issue, though, is that because you can't link all of those accounts, because sometimes they're just an app bank that doesn't have this linking capability, sometimes you're going to have to add those account balances in manually. And then you have to update those balances manually when you get a new bonus or if you move the money out. And so it does end up being a bit more work, but it could be more accurate if you're good at keeping it up to date. So if you're not someone that's good at keeping all of these manual accounts up to date in Simplify, then it's just going to get more and more inaccurate as the months go by. So I tend to just prefer a quick and dirty tally inside Google Sheets to populate this miscellaneous bucket account that is the total of everything so that Simplify still has an accurate picture on a month to month basis of how much money we have. And I just know that miscellaneous means it's spread out across various accounts because I'm churning bank bonuses. On the flip side of that, though, we do make sure we add all of our brokerages because with brokerages, those rarely change. Even if you're doing brokerage bonuses, often they'll make you hold the money there for six months to a year. And so it's longer term than your bank accounts. And the nice thing with brokerages is that because there's less of them, most of them are supported by Simplify when it comes to linking. And, you know, even public is on there and, and they're an app bank. And then for the ones that aren't supported by Simplify, adding brokerages manually is actually pretty easy because you're able to add what stocks you have in this brokerage that you're adding manually. So as the stock moves up and down, Simplify updates that balance automatically because it tracks the current stock prices. So it's not like you have to go in and manually adjust your brokerage account balance. 
when the price of your stocks change. So it really is worth the effort to add in the brokerages. And it's nice, you know, to have all of your various accounts now tallied up under investments in one place. Then from a more practical standpoint with Simplify, they let you change and label the names of your accounts so that you can use your own sort of labeling system. So for us, we rename all the accounts to person dash type of account dash bank name dash account name and then sometimes dash the last four digits. So in practice, what that looks like is it would be P1 because I have both P1 and P2 accounts in Simplify. So P1 dash personal because we have personal and business accounts in Simplify dash Chase because Chase is the bank dash Inc Cash, which is the name of the card that we opened dash one, two, three, four, which is the last four digits. And so when you organize it that way in the simplified list, it becomes really easy to see which accounts are P1 and P2s, which ones are personal versus business. It's going to then also be sorted alphabetically by the bank, you know, Amex and then Bank of America and then Chase. And so you have all of this stuff in a list that's really easy to see. And I remember struggling with some of the other services we used where I think back then Mint wouldn't let you change the names of these accounts. And so it just became really hard to use and manage when you have a lot of accounts. And for us, I think we are close to, if not over, 100 different accounts being synced inside Simplify. I mean, at this point, I think we must be in the top 1% of Simplify power users just based on how many accounts we have. But I think most churners will just naturally end up being in that top 1% over time as you open and close more accounts. Finally, just some uh, quirks with Simplify because it isn't all sunshine and roses. You know, I'm, I'm not actually being paid by Simplify. This isn't a sponsored ad or a sponsored uh, episode. There are definitely some issues that I wish would get better. And I think the main issue with Simplify is that if you use two-factor on your accounts, which I think most of us do and you really should if you're not, sometimes two-factor presents some syncing issues. It has trouble syncing up with Simplify because Simplify doesn't use Played. I wish they would just use Played because Played is, I think, a better service. What they use on the back end is Quicken Connect because Simplify is developed by Quicken, who sells, I think, accounting software. And so that's why they have a linking backend already created because they're using it in the Quicken software. And now they're just using it for Simplify too. But yeah, they use Quicken Connect and it sometimes struggles with two-factor in the sense that most times when I log into Simplify, there's a few accounts that I have to do the SMS verification for. I also wish they would support more of the smaller credit unions so that you could add everything and not have to manually add some of them or use this miscellaneous account thing. But that's not really, I think, a Simplify thing. That's more just these smaller credit unions probably don't work on Played either. You know, they're just not supporting that kind of a linkage. Then another annoying thing is totally just like a, a churner problem, which is that I have way too many closed accounts in Simplify. And there's no way right now to hide those closed accounts. Like they'll mark them as closed. But in my list of accounts that I see every time I open Simplify, probably over 50% of those accounts that I'm seeing are closed and they're labeled closed. But I wish I could just hide them from my view. And it is in their feature request. So a lot of people have actually requested this. And they said they're working on it. So hopefully we'll see some kind of an update there in the future. I guess the other annoying thing is that I wish they would make updates faster. But at least with Simplify, you do get to request features like they have a, a community forum. And because it is a paid app that's on a subscription, 
they're actually incentivized to improve things where these free apps or some of the apps that have you pay one price upfront, they're just less incentivized to keep updating and improving the app. And Simplify has gotten better over the two, three years that I've been using it. So I think the TLDR on Simplify is that while it could be better, it's still currently way better than the rest, particularly if you're going to use it to help keep track of your money while you're churning. But, you know, as with any tool, it's only as good as its wielder, right? You have to stay on top of adding and closing accounts. And the UI is pretty intuitive, but there is definitely a bit of a a learning curve when you first use it. But once you get the hang of it, it does become sort of second nature to, to manage things in there. And, you know, we probably check Simplify, like we're not obsessive about it, but we do check it at least once or twice a day just to make sure all the transactions that we see are legit and just to see the health of our financial state, I guess, which has been a little depressing lately with the market. But overall, yeah, it's one of these apps that we recommend to all of our friends. And so hopefully some of you guys will find it as useful as we do. And definitely let me know in the comments if you have other apps like this that you're using that also integrates and works well with uh, the whole churning thing. But otherwise, I think that's it for this episode. I know it was a little different than the usual pure churning topic. So let me know what you thought about it. And if you'd like to hear more of this uh, personal finance, fire churning type content in the future. And as always, if you enjoyed this episode and you know someone else who might find it useful, please do pass it along. Most people find this podcast from friends. I don't really do much or any marketing for this show. So really appreciate you guys for spreading the word. All right. I'll catch you all next time for the November recap. Thanks for tuning in. See ya.